Hey cuties, welcome to Cup of Joy the podcast, created to jumpstart your joy, supersize your soul, and provide a sweet space for your own personal growth. I'm your host, Heidi B, certified food and body coach, life coach, personal trainer, and owner of Joyfully Be, where I'm obsessed with helping people win the food and body battle and reclaim their joy. I'll share with you stories of people who have shifted their junk to joy and struggles into celebrations to live a life that they love. Each episode is guaranteed to light and lift you up. Because on this show, we'll talk truth about topics that block us from living our best life, how to make your body your bestie, and tons of tasty tidbits to make your own cup of joy overflow. Believe it or not, I once lost my joy, but now it's back, and I'm here to help you find yours on the daily. As my mama bee always says, it's time to put a smile on your face and joy in your heart. Ready to start? Let's jam. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Cup of Joy, the podcast. I have an amazing episode for all of you today. My very dear friend, Nicole Olson is with us, and she is a feminine energy coach who teaches women how to heal their relationship with food in their bodies. She helps women learn how to not care what others say about them, end their struggles with their weight, and feel sexy as hell in their own skin. Welcome to the podcast, Nicole. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) I am so stoked to jam with you today. This is going to be an incredible topic of how to use your hurt for healing or how to use your hurt as as a helper. And I know that you've gone through your own struggles in life. So we're just going to dive right in to your junk to joy story and take us back to where that was at so that people can really hear the hurt and then we'll shift into the healing. Oh, great. Okay. Um, So I, gosh, it's really um, what sticks in my mind is back in 2018, there was a specific uh, book club that I was a part of that I was actually running. And uh, there were some things in that book. It was a, um, what's it called? A Tribe Called Bliss by Lori Harder. That's Oh, that's on my bucket list. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to hear this story right now. so excited. A Tribe Called Bliss. We'll put that in the show notes. Yes. Yeah. So it's a great book if, if, for those of you that have not read it. So I was using that to run a book club. Um, and, and the book does talk about, you know, how to, to, to gather women and, and really start that, you know, conversation and community. Um, but there's also pieces in the book that she dives into her story and shares things. And that's what spoke to me um, back then. Uh, I was not happy. Let's be honest. I was not happy in my life. I was not happy with what was going on with me personally in my marriage. Um, So this book came to land on my lap for some reason, right? That's what we learned that I know now and really challenged me on some of my beliefs I was having, some of the really strong feelings I was having um, because those thoughts were there. I just kept ignoring them, right? Mm. Because they because I knew that um, in my head, it sounded crazy that I would upset people, I would, I would hurt people, uh, and that I didn't deal with it. So this book definitely pushed me and, and really started to let me open up, open up with the women in my book club, and just being supported in that way and really realizing the real feelings that I had, and that there was nothing wrong with them. Even though there was a lot of sadness, there was a lot of hurt, guilt, um, a lot of, you know, those types of feelings. 
talking about it and letting it out, I would feel so much better, even though like I was crying, you know, I'm a crier. So I was, you know, I was upset, but it also, there was this like lightness that I felt in my body. And, and the further I, you know, kept working on my own stuff and, and realizing that those, that feeling in my body was telling me that I need to do something, right? Um, I need to have the hard conversations. So I, I did, I started, I got the nerve and I just said it and just started talking about it. And, and it was, it was rough. It was bad. Uh, I felt really hurt. I was hurting him um, and some people in my family too, uh, just talking about it and really sharing how I was feeling for so long. A lot of people were shocked, you know, and a lot of people were hurt. Not a lot, a few, but as I was doing it, it yes, it felt horrible. And yes, I, I was hurt, but again, that feeling of lightness kept coming. And, and I say lightness as in a physical heaviness was like there was a weight actually being lifted off me, right? And I could breathe. Uh, and, and I just kept following that feeling and I, and I made some life choices, um, you know, separated from my husband and just started really diving deep and actually Hungry for Happiness showed up on, again. I heard about it before, but it really showed up strongly. So I, what I learned, you know, through the book and through the personal development is you got to go with those gut punches, you know, um, it's showing up for a reason, right? So, so yeah. So, so that I, I dived into that program, which was the first type of coaching program that I've ever done. Right. And who Heidi knows I, we go deep. There's some stuff that you uncover about yourself through that program. Yeah. You're learning how to be a coach, but man, you go, into some personal, personal stuff that I was, I was not ready to dive into, but had no choice. Right. <laughs> would you be willing to share? And it's totally okay. If you're not, we didn't talk about this beforehand. Would you be willing to share going back to some of the thoughts that were crossing your mind back in the day that you didn't want to have to confront because you knew that it would hurt somebody else's feelings, but it was just honest and it was just truthful and having to work through the, the guilt and the shame and those emotions by actually speaking what was true, even though you, you knew it was going to hurt people, would you be willing to share what, what some of those kinds of thoughts were now that you've, that you've done the healing? Uh, yes, it, it, it was around my worthiness, me being happy that where I was at, I was, it was good enough questioning what, what made me special to feel that way. Um, excuse me. <laughs> For those of you, I am a crier. So uh, the, that's it's bringing up the just the, the thoughts that I was having. Yeah, it, it, it really was. It was around my worth and, and, and realizing that I am worthy of happiness. I am worthy of feeling strong and feeling loved the way that I needed to. And I know I was really hurt, but I was just putting my feelings on the back burner and making sure everybody else was okay. I did that for a long, long time. So when these these thoughts and I, I finally started like listening to my own thoughts and really processing, it, it was like, why why can't I be happy? Why why can't I receive the love that I I know that I need? And gosh, this this person that I have who's a wonderful person, it just it wasn't working, you know. Mm. And realizing that, like you know, what is wrong with me then? You know, I should be happy. This should be good enough. This, you know, it was all that. That hits home. 
that hits that's hits so close to home for me, Nicole, because when I was going through my divorce too, it was like my husband, ex-husband now, was just everything that I had wanted in a human being. We we met in college and we did life together and we partied hard together and we laughed together and played together. We never fought, which is a whole nother story, right? Like fighting is good for your for your marriage. And we never yeah. did, right? And that came from the people pleaser side of me who wanted to make sure that there was always just like a peaceful environment, that there that it was always love and never anything but that. And so when you come to this space in your life where you're like, what is wrong with me? What's wrong with me? This this person's a really cool person, a really great person, a really incredible person. It's just no longer my person. Right. And maybe it never was my person. And I wanted to, to make that my person for so long instead of allowing life to happen. And this is where hurt is helpful, right? This is where when we decide to take a step back and I remember growing through this process um, in my healing journey and going like, wow, I wasn't the victim, the the only victim in this divorce. Like I wasn't the only one hurting and I was actually hurting our marriage by not saying what I needed, by not saying I was, I was the classic chameleon. And what I mean by that is she's shaking her head. Yes. Like I'm sure we had very parallel lives in this sense Yes, <laughs> where it's like, what are, what are we, what do you want to do today? What do you want to eat today? Where do you want to go today? As long as we're doing it together, it's this old fashioned mindset. As long as we're doing it together, it's all good. But there's something to be said for individuality and space and having your own thoughts and being decisive and having all of those things. But I just lived in this space that like, as long as, as long as we do what makes you happy, I'll be happy. And it, it went on for so long that I lost my identity. I lost who I was. And as a result, I resented him for it. Mm -hmm. I never found myself. Tie that in with a hating food in your body, not oh loving gosh. yourself, not yeah. letting somebody else love you the way that you needed to love yourself. And it makes this magic potion for disaster, hurt, pain. When all you were trying to do in the first place was just have a healthy, happy relationship. You didn't even see it coming. You're blindsided and then you're shamed and you feel shame and blame and hurt inside because there's no way you could ever say that to someone who you've loved for so long or who has never done anything to like intentionally betray you or hurt you. That's how it was for me. So share, share more on that. Oh my gosh. I can just say ditto. <laughs> <laughs> ditto. Ditto. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was the same way. And, 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 and the resentment did start showing up and it was like, oh gosh, you know, why, why do I, you know, why am I getting so angry, but then not sharing my anger about my feelings? You know, I didn't, I didn't fight. And, you know, I say fight, but you know, just voice that, that my opinion is different than yours. Like, yeah. I don't want to do this, you know, and that's okay. But I was so, I, I was so scared. I don't, I don't know what of, but I get, I do know it's, you know, making the rock, the boat, um, making someone upset. Um, you know, that kind of, you said people pleaser. Um, and ironically, I, you're scared. I, I got an A plus. A people pleasing. A plus in people pleasing. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Teacher's yes. pet, all of it. Um, there's something <laughs> ironic that comes with, you know, not wanting to hurt other people too, is by not wanting to rock the boat, 
we both sunk the boat. Like yes. we didn't want to rock the boat or make waves. We just wanted everybody to be peaceful and happy and love it. And so like, you know what? My opinion doesn't matter over here. It's not that big of a deal, but all the not that big of a deals add up to literally all these t- teeny tiny. It's like a boat. It's, this is perfect. I'm so glad you said that. It's all these little pin punctures. So you just take a look, you just enough scratches, enough pokes in the boat it eventually becomes enough holes to sink the boat. Yeah. You know, it's not about the one big wave that just like capsizes you. It's all the little punctures along the way that you just never, that you just never heal, that you never Mm -hmm. cover up. And so then the boat sinks. So by trying to protect ourselves and others from the hurt, we actually ended up hurting ourselves and others even more. And that's a, that's a hard pill to swallow. Like I can, I can take radical responsibility and own that and own that. And, and I know now I can say this wholeheartedly without even having this conversation with my ex-husband. I know that he lives with a piece of that too. Mm-hmm. He, 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 he does, he does un, undoubtedly that he can own that too. And um, it's just, it's just such an interesting topic. So how did you bring yourself after you had the book club? And started to have these epiphanies like, huh, my voice does matter. I understand the worthiness piece. How did you start to implement some of those things and have those difficult conversations? How did you go from that chameleonizing to actually using your voice? It, <laughs> it took a while. Um, I, I, I thought a lot, I, I made the decision to actually physically separate, to be able to process even more and just making it known that I wasn't happy, you know, and, 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 and having those discussions and being okay with not feeling happy, you know, cause yes. I'm just happy all the time. Right. And, and so again, not putting it back on, you know, what did I do wrong? You know, just realizing that, that the conversations have to be had, right? How, how, how are they supposed to know how you're feeling? Yeah. And honestly, I, I, I believe I was at a point and, and this is my fault and I can own this is I should have spoken up earlier, right? I didn't. I got to a point and this is my, this is my story and my journey. I got to a point where I was like I was done. I was, I, I, I had, I made it known I wasn't happy. You know, I physically left and, and looking back, I can look back on that. And that's, I can say that I, I should have, I should have spoke up more. Right. But for some reason, this is how it happened for me, you know, and that, uh, and with the conversations, Heidi, I just, I just knew I had to do it. I would journal about it. And I was like, you have to do it. You have to say something. You have to start. And I would just blurt it out, you know, and, yeah. <laughs> and cry. And it was just what it was, you know, it wasn't thought out. It was just coming out of, of how I, I felt. And, um, if you don't, if you don't let it out, it lives in you. And I did the, I did the uh, similar and, and opposite. I held it in for probably a good two years, just kept it in, kept it in. 
internalized it, internalized it, and and tried to create this facade to everybody that I was okay. And look, I'm on Tinder and I'm dating again, and I'm gonna, you know, and I, I'm doing my job and I'm still traveling and I'm doing all these things and I'm fine. And you know, I'm all the better without him. When in reality, I was just stuck in the suffering every night, crying myself to sleep, hyperventilating every single night, laying in my bed just like. Some nights I would just like sit there and drink a bottle of wine and eat a whole pizza. Like it was just like, had that on replay. I've shared that a couple of times on this podcast, but just, I stayed stuck in the struggle instead of letting it out because the, the pain has to go somewhere and it doesn't have to be at someone. It doesn't have to be projected, but it gets to be shared and it gets to come out of the body and be released into the universe. Otherwise, it takes up space, like real energetic space in our human bodies. It's just like poison in our bodies if we don't share it out. So I love that you knew, like, I just have to get this out. That's listening to intuition right there. That's like, I can't not get this out of me. This has to be removed. And I think that it's important that people hear that, that it's not easy. Like, it, it, it feels hard. It is easy. It feels hard. And then it feels freeing. Yes. And that's that. I'm glad you said that because it's, it's that, um, the, the black and white, right? The, the contrasting of, oh my goodness, I'm really upset. I'm crying. I'm, I'm, I'm hurt. He's hurt. But then it's that, that lightness. And then you're just like, wait, I feel, I feel good, but I'm sad. Like it was that, what what's going on, you know, and that, that, that double, and you can feel, and, and, you know, talking about hungry for happiness, you know, we learned that the, the emotions, all emotions are welcome, right? And two or three could be hanging out together at the same time. And, and that's okay. You know, um, that was definitely a learning experience for me is, is yes, I'm, I'm hurting. He's hurting. People are hurting, but Oh man, I can breathe and I just, it just feels so much better. You know, um, that freedom, that freedom is true, is truth because what I was doing is living a lie and lies create pain, even if they're unspoken, like you don't have to speak to lie. You can exist in lies, which is what I was doing. The lies lied within my soul. They were trapped in there. And I never spoke about them. And so they just stayed lies in my body. Whereas you felt the relief and the release because that was the truth. There's a quote by um, Glennon Doyle that I just pulled up that I love so much. And it is, what is better, uncomfortable truth or comfortable lives? Lies. What is better, uncomfortable truth or comfortable lies? Truth is kindness, even if it makes you uncomfortable. And I think that's exactly what you just described. Like mm. truth is kindness, even when it hurts. Because what kind of lies were we living in those relationships when we just held the resentment in and pretended that we were all good? That was so unkind. That was so unkind. Yeah. I say that to myself, you know, gosh, Heidi, that was so unkind. And I don't have to live with the regret and the, and the guilt and the shame saying that I can just own it and say like, that was so unkind, but 
I'm okay with that because it's all that I knew. I, I did the best with what I knew at that point in my life. And my evolved woman, she just didn't know any different at that point. She didn't learn all this self-development stuff. She didn't take the deep dive. She didn't have the hard conversations with coaches and mentors and friends. She didn't do that. And um, I love that you were able to start your journey with that book, graduate through the, the coaching and now be able to share so vulnerably like this, because if you're anything like me, which I know you are now, we have a hard time <laughs> sometimes sharing like sharing so vulnerably because like you're just like exposed. It's like taking the robe off and being like, here I am. Look at, look at all my stuff. <laughs> right. Everybody has stuff. <laughs> That's what I've learned. I love what you said about, um, you had to learn how to, how to be okay, not being happy. How do you be okay? Not being happy. Realizing that it's not going to last forever right? Um, that it's there right now. That's what I learned. It, it feels heavy and, and hard and, and, and um, there's no end in sight, but the experiences that I've had so far, that it, it, it evolves and, and, and brightness does come back. Um, so it's, it's not attaching and holding on to that, you know, unhappiness and, and really, you know, getting comfortable with it, getting comfortable with it. Yes. Dealing with it and processing it. But, but there's a, there's a point where it's like, okay, I've, I've been curious about this. I've, I've really either written it down or, you know, talk to people and, and it's okay. And, and then there's this point where it's just like, kind of just goes away, <laughs> you know, and then the, and the lightness comes back in. Um, but mm. there's no set timeline. Of course, you have to deal with whatever that emotion is, process it and, and, and be curious about it. And cause it's there for a reason. Those every motion shows up for a reason. That's the best mindset to have. What is this here to teach me? How is this hurt my helper? How is this hurt my helper? It's information. Okay. So I'm sad. So I'm angry. So I'm in an emotion that is not quote unquote favorable. <laughs> I'd rather be happy. I'd rather feel joy. I'd rather feel bliss. I'd rather be inspired. Right. But mm -hmm. I know we know that we can't have those emotions without the other ones. We cannot have extreme joy unless we have extreme pain. So we've got to own the hurt and just let it tell us what it is. We just have to go, what are you here to teach me? Huh? Okay. I'm angry. What are you here to teach me? Okay. I'm sad. What are you here to teach me? I'm up for it. I'm here. I know that I'll be able to feel love and light and bliss again and giving ourselves permission to feel those emotions, feel the spectrum. So, okay, Heidi, you have permission to be sad. No one ever said you had to be happy 24 seven. And you know, I'm obsessed with joy. I built my business on joy, but I am obsessed with joy because I felt so much pain and I know that they run in parallel. They're on a highway going the same direction. We're just in the car changing lanes. That's it. We're putting our blinker on and we're going into pain for a little bit. And then we're putting our blinker on and we're going over into joy for a little bit. They're not going up in opposite directions. They're running parallel. And I think people forget that you have permission to put on your blinker. You know, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that analogy is great. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to use <laughs> go ahead and use it all day, every day. Everyone listening to this, go tell your neighbor this, this today, because it's one of those light bulb moments that when I thought of it, I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. They're not fighting against each other. It's not fear or love. It is both because transformation happens at the intersection of pain and love. We know that we got taught that we were taught that you can't have yeah. one without the other. You can't, you can't make a change without both can't make a change without both. So it gets to be both. I love this conversation so, so much. This is so good. Do you have any other tips and tricks that you want to share, share with the folks about maybe even shifting into, into this new space of femininity that you are creating for women? What does that look like? You know, you're an avid runner. So I just want people to know that an avid runner. And for me, uh, I was running marathons and half marathons for, for over a decade. So I can relate to this. And that was really like me getting into my masculine. It was so masculine. It was like, I got this and I can go further and I can push harder and I love sweat and blah, blah, blah. And so I loved running because it was so many, so much of that masculine emotion, but I also love being a girly girl, you know, my curls and pink and yellow and all these things. And I've, uh, you know, you've shared that you're making this shift kind of from like this, this masculine into more feminine. What does that look like? And why are you so intrigued by it? Well, it actually goes back to, to what I've, I've just used just going through this learning process, right? This past couple of years is, is really getting out of my head and listening to my body, meaning my gut, she is very smart. <laughs> she lets me know. I, I've experienced, I experienced it a couple of years ago, you know, when I was realizing the things I had to do and the conversations I had to have, I felt it in my gut and I felt it in my body. So this switch um, recently um, and, and always it, people that show up in your life are showing up for a reason. Just I've experienced that too. So that's preface the, this little story, but um, so I do, I, I listen to my gut. I try to listen to her a lot. Um, and someone showed up um, and, and said, hey, you've been on my mind. And we started having a conversation. And, uh, and actually I felt it that I needed her guidance as a coach right mm -hmm. now. I, I was stuck. Um, like Heidi said, I'm a runner. So I thought I had to help. I had my, my you know, um, special, like, I don't want to say population, but my niche, you know, the yeah. woman that I wanted to serve um, was a runner and all this. It was me, you know, that's, that's what I thought. That's who I should help. Um, but uh, yeah, so my coach actually challenged me on this and, and asked me, like, really, honestly, how do I feel about it? And I kind of just was like, meh, like there was no, you know, eh. I, I like helping them. You know, that's not a, you don't want to feel, you don't want to feel that way. <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's, that's intuition to a T where you're just like, eh, okay. Well, that was the hit. Like not really love ya. If you are, if you are a runner and you drop in, I am all about you. I'll be able to talk to you. I got you, but I've realized that there's oh, so much, there's so much, there's so much more in it right now I'm being pulled in this direction. It's funny as coaches and in any career, it's just like any career or life decision. You can get pulled in one direction one day and be this type of a whatever. 
and then you get pulled in this direction the next day, we always have permission to change. And we yeah. forget that you get to change. If you don't want to be a dentist anymore and you want to go run a surf shack, because that's what life is calling, go learn how to create a surf shack and get your paddle boards ready. You know, right. there's just like, we give ourselves so much grief for how dare you do something that's not what you should be. Like you should be the doctor. You should help runners because that's the only thing you know. No, like intuitively, you know how to do this work with anyone. So I love this new pull for you. What does that look like? Yeah, so it, it is. It's, it's, I've always been intrigued by energy. I've always, like you said, I, I have them working in the masculine because we, we have masculine and feminine, both, you know, um, and, and I've been mostly in the masculine frame of mind and, and that energy, you know, and the goals and the doing and the checklist and it's that. So always been pulled to this, I like energy and, and, and how we're connected and, and just, um, again, using the intuition and listening to my body. So, so it is, it's gonna, it's, it's pulling away from the head and mind and thinking, um, into more of the creative body, um, slowing down. Like mm. that's, that's hard for some people, me included, you know, and, and really listening and, and embracing things that are, different and creative and, and, and yeah, so, so it's more of that kind of flowy. That's why I say, you know, feel sexy in your own skin because that, that feels good. Right. That, I mean, yeah. Sexy is like slow and, you know, just kind of, I don't and know. That's that, hard. That's I picture it. And that's <laughs> hard for so many women. Like the word sexy itself can be like, <gasps> You know, right? like it can be so hard. So I think that a lot of women want to know, how do I feel sexy in my skin? How do I live in that flow energy? How do I live in that good, sexy vibe me-ness? How do I come back into myself and own that feminine space? Which it's interesting because I think so many times we want to like niche down to what we know. So we want to help the earlier version of ourselves. But there's the other side of the spectrum where I've heard people say, um, you need to help people where you need help the most. And I think that's so cool. Oh. Like help others where you need help the most. So if you need more love, give more love. If you need more feminine energy, give more feminine energy, like be the teacher for what you need most. I think that's I like so that. cool. <laughs> like, Can I guess, use that too, Heidi? Heck yeah. <laughs> you don't have to, you don't have to the known doesn't have to be the niche. It can right. literally just be the knowing of what you need. Mm, I love that. And it's, and it's true with, with what, what this pivoting is for me. Um, it, there is a draw there. There is, you know, because I'm intrigued by it. It's interesting to me, you know, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. And I get excited talking about it. I get excited, you know, uh, reaching out to women and talking to women about certain things, you know, and, and, and it, 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 I feel it in my gut, you know, and it's the excitement butterflies, you know? Um, so that's right there telling me that uh, this is where I need to go right now, you know? 
Always follow the butterflies. Always follow the butterflies. Yes. I actually, it's interesting. I have a, um, on my vision board for this year, I have two images. One is a butterfly and one is a rainbow. So that anytime that I see a rainbow, that's the symbol to keep going. So whatever feels like it's hard today, whatever feels like it's been on my heart for the past couple of days or weeks or months that I haven't been able to let go. It's, it's telling me like, keep going. It's hard, but keep going. Cause there's a rainbow, um, mm. after the storm. And then the butterfly, it, uh, the monarch butterfly reminds me of my grandmother for some reason. So every time, and she was super creative. And, um, so every time that I see a butterfly, especially a monarch butterfly, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's my grandma. And she's telling me, Heidi, you are creative. You are creative to, or be creative, go create. It's one of the, it's one of those three. And sometimes I just have to, I always have to tap into my intuition to know which one of the three creatives it is. So we got on a tangent there, but you made me think of it with the visualization. (laughs) So powerful to be in the feminine. I love that so much. And it's hard. Sometimes it feels hard to process the hurt because we're so in the feminine. Yes. So, you know, putting a pretty bow on using like hurt as your helper and using your hurt for healing, it's so important that we see our femininity as our power to heal. Yeah, we are, we are really so powerful. Our bodies are so powerful. We just, for, we, well, we either forget or we don't know how powerful, like I didn't know how powerful my body was and, and my feminine energy until I, you know, the, the light was shined on it. And, uh, and my attention was to it. And I was able now to really look at it and use it as a guide. Oh, I cannot wait for you to help so many women step into their feminine and really know what it means to lead with your body. It's, you know, heal the hurt with your body. That's pretty mm-hmm. much what we're talking about. So mm-hmm. how can people get more of you, Nicole? Like, where can they find you? Where should they be watching? Well, I am on Instagram and I am doing more on Facebook because uh, my coach has encouraged me to uh, be more visible and I I really love doing videos. So I've been hopping on Facebook more. So I'm on on either or um, pretty consistently. And it's under your name, Nicole Olson? Yes. I believe Instagram has like a lower, like one of those dashes because I have an apostrophe in my name. So I kind of, but it's N-E, yeah, C-O-L-E. Perfect. My first name spelled. Mm -hmm. We're going to drop it in the show notes so people can find it really, really easily. So you guys check the show notes for that. Get more of Nicole in your life. And I'm going to close it up with two of my favorite questions. The first one is, what do you love most about yourself? Able to take a risk and try new things. You guys, I'm staring at her (laughs) new hair color, which it used to be like a brownish black color, if I remember correctly. The last time I was with you was in a tattoo parlor. So, you know, we got to like keep things in perspective. We were at graduation for, you know, our coaching, but um, it doesn't even matter. It could be in a tattoo parlor. No, it doesn't. Yeah, Um, we can be where wherever you want. We were super happy there. Um, but she had, now she has beautiful, stunning purple hair. And I know that that was a huge risk for you. So my favorite part right now is just that you're like, I love that I'm willing to take risks and there's evidence on my head. It's so awesome. And it looks so beautiful and so great. It's so good. Thank you. And then the last question I ask everybody is just kind of like, take a minute to drop in. What does joy feel like? Joy feels like for me, a lightness in the body, 
and I'm usually somewhere out in nature in the woods and just uh, that is total bliss for me is being out in nature yeah getting that bliss in the body from mother nature mother earth so good I second that (laughs) thank you so much for your time today Nicole I'm so excited to share your story and your truth with the world Um, this has been really healing for me to remind myself that um, truth is the healing and and it's so available to us. So thank you so much. I I love you to pieces. Oh, thank you. I love you too. And I I appreciate um, this. I'm really excited. So, all right, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you love what you heard, please take a quick second to screenshot this episode and share it with someone that you know would love it. Connecting with you brings sunshine to my soul. So let's continue the conversation on Instagram at joyfullybe. Drop me a message, question, or share your own Junk to Joy story with me. Remember that joy is contagious. You can help me spread it by leaving a little buzz, aka a review, on Apple Podcasts. To learn more about Cup of Joy, the podcast, and my soulful services, visit cupofjoythepodcast.com. Chat soon.